um, as we examine the scripture in the book of Joshua 14, Joshua chapter 14 has been our text since the beginning of the year. We read that scripture, we read it again and again. And one area that we have come to kind of we're tearing on was the fact that when Joshua uh, at the age of 85, uh, when he went to confront, sorry, when Caleb uh, at the age of 85 went to confront Joshua and demanded for his portion of inheritance in line with the promise of God. Somebody say amen. So I want us to go to Joshua. Let me read as a foundation quickly um, for this. So that from there we can actually pick something. So Joshua 14, I'm going to read from verse 6. And the scripture says, and I read, Then the children of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephthah, the Kenesite, said to him, you know, the word, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea. To spy out the land, and I brought back word to him as it was in my heart. I want you to ask your neighbor this one. Say, neighbor, neighbor. what words have you got in your heart? That I came back with words in my heart. Are there words in your heart this morning? What kind of words are in your heart this morning? You know the Bible says that out of the abundance of the earth the mouth speaks the Bible says that you have to make sure you you know pay due diligence to your heart so what is going on in your heart this morning are you troubled are you worried is it anxiety is it negative words what is it that is actually going on in your heart because whatever is going on in your heart will dictate your future speak to me church so he said I I I I spoke out of what was in my heart so there must be something that he spoke that activated so the words that he spoke from his heart activated his future so what you're speaking what is coming out of your heart whatever you are carrying in your spirit whatever you are carrying in your heart will it, it, it has an impact in what your future is going to be that's why you need to be very careful many a times the thing is you know out of the abundance of your heart the mouth speaks whatever you are speaking that's what you're going to turn out to be one thing i want you to know church is this the enemy wants to load your mind and your heart with negative things and and and, and how many of us know that it's quite difficult when you are in trouble to begin to speak peace when you're going through pains and aches, what the devil wants you to be speaking, he wants you to be talking about the aches and the pains and all the things that is going on. So they will say, some, you know, somebody is you know, depressed and so on and so on. And they, they speak all manner of things that are not in line with their future. But those things are just, they are product of the situations and circumstances that they are going through. But one thing about God is this. The Bible says that he calls those things to be not as though they were. So he saw darkness, he said, let there be light. Okay, I'll wait until when you get that. He can see darkness. Everywhere was dark. But he said, amen. But God didn't begin to say, oh, look at darkness. Oh, it's so dark. Look, it's so dark everywhere. If it's you and I, you begin to actually call attention of other people to it. say, why can't you see that it's dark? You see all the darkness around me. See all the... No, 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 no. God said, okay, I don't want darkness. I want light. So he said, let there be light. Oh, come on, church, help me this morning. 
and the bible says that light came forth out of darkness cool the power of darkness was broken and light came forth because god did not speak darkness he spoke light more often than none we allow the enemy to get us on his side so all we are speaking all we are talking about is darkness so somebody's experiencing pain you say oh, look at my pain oh, i'm good pain i'm a bit in pain and the devil says, yes i got him i got her because it's what you're saying that you are getting amen, amen. so here is here is it's caleb he said i spoke from my heart what is in your heart declare it your visions your dreams your future the things uh, yes i know you're going through pain but you don't want pain so I'm not going to be speaking about pain. I'm going to be speaking that I'm healed in Jesus' name. My bone is healed. If you know how many times I prophesied to my bones and my flesh and my muscles and my heart and my kidney. I called them. I said, kidney, behave yourself. Heart, behave yourself. Liver, behave yourself. Pancreas, in the name of Jesus, be healed. You know, when I feel a bit of pain, I said, no, you're not staying in this body in the name of Jesus because my body is the temple. What he wants me to be doing is, only, you know, my, my pain, there is pain here. I thought, no, 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 no. No, no. I'm not going to do that. I don't have time for that. In Jesus' name. Can I get a witness? Amen. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why you need to be very conscious about your mind. I don't know whether I've shared this with you before. There was a story of 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 of, of someone basically that that that, that they uh, he, he was hospitalized. Listen to this. He was hospitalized, and basically they need to do some tests to confirm certain things about him. And then they took the test and went away and did all the analysis in the laboratory. And they brought a test back. And the doctor called the patient. This is real. And they said, unfortunately, we're so sorry to announce to you from the results that we have seen, you got only six months to leave. And immediately, the guy's system was disoriented, shattered. And all of a sudden, he began to feel sick. He began to, everything was just going down and going down and going down. Two days later, somebody found the original test. Because the test that they to command was not his own test. And his own test, there's nothing wrong with him. But in two days, he has become bedridden. He's lost weight, it's everything, he was almost going down. And when they came to later and the pastor said, We are so sorry. There was a mix-up in the name as it is. But we come to realize that actually this is your own test result, and there is nothing wrong with you. He jumped up from the bed. And from there, from that moment, he began to recover. And in no days it was the chapter of the spirit. What happened? It's because something has gone into his heart and he's beginning to live according to what was in his mind. Because now they said, you're going to die. And now he's telling anyone, you know, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Somebody say amen. amen. So ask your neighbor again, what is in your heart? Because you need to be very mindful about it. So here is Caleb. He's not going to speak anything contrary to what God has said regardless of whatever it is you remember they were in the wilderness when he was saying this right the word was spoken in the midst of wilderness wilderness experience is not something i mean it's not it's not a five-star hotel it's a terrible place but he made up his mind that even though i am in the wilderness 
but I'm going to speak what God had said concerning my future. I will not allow the wilderness to determine my future. I will not allow what I'm going through right now to determine my tomorrow. Can I get a witness in the house? I'm not going to allow that. I'm just going to speak what God has said. So I spoke from my heart. But not only that, when you continue to read, when you continue to read from verse 8, the Bible says that, he said, nevertheless, my brethren, listen to this, nevertheless, my brethren uh, uh, who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I only, totally, completely, when he used the word only there, what it means is that I refuse to hear any other word. I only follow the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot is trodden shall be your inheritance and your children forever, because you have only followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Somebody say, I'm alive. The Lord has kept me alive. As he said, these 45 years, ever since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while Israel wandered in the wilderness. Can you see that? While they were wandering. You know what it means to wander? No direction. Just going here. No, nothing. But while they were wandering, I had a word. In the midst of chaos, trouble, pains and everything, you have a word. So you kept the word. You don't, not the pain. Instead of keeping the pain and the worry and what, no, keep the word in your heart. Can I get a witness? Keep the word, let the word determine the future, not, not the situation, but the word. Hallelujah. And in verse 11, he said, As yet I am as strong this day, on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, a boat, for going out, and for coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day, for you heard that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord had said. And Joshua blessed him and gave Abram to Caleb, the son of Jephne, as inheritance. Abram therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephne, the Kenizzite to this day. Because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. And the name of Abram formerly was uh, Kijitabar. Amen. Then the land had rest from war. Praise the Lord. I said, Praise the Lord. Amen. Of course, we've gone through things. We began to speak about the fact that even though he was 85 years, but he was still asking for challenge. He said, Give me this mountain. And when last did you challenge yourself with dreams and inspiration? You know, one thing about God, many of us know that you know, when God wants to give you a vision about your future, he gives you something that is maintaining something that is high and except you know how to actually you know deliberately say give me this mountain <laughs> hallelujah you need to if you want to change your position your situation if you, if you want to change where you are you need to ask for something greater amen. somebody say amen there is no if you want to make any status quo which is quite convenient and, and, and comfortable more, more often you know if, if you just build up your mind that i'm just going to be doing the same thing again and again and again you're going to have a very boring life how many of us knows that sometimes we just do the same thing again and again and it becomes a routine but god never created you for a life of routine he said i want to take you from glory to glory amen. somebody say amen. amen there is a better tomorrow for you the reason why you are listening to me today is because there is a better tomorrow, there is a greater future. There are things, there are potentials in you that are yet to come forth. You still have, you know, that greatness inside of you. That's why you're still alive. 
that you haven't given to humanity yet oh i'm speaking to great people here verse money you have things that are yet manifest that is why you're still alive that's why god is keeping you your tomorrow is greater is better is, is you know is brighter than anything you can think about i know that from time to time god is a god of purpose he doesn't keep people alive just for them to waste away no it keeps us alive because there is more that you have to give to humanity that's why uh, it kept us alive and we, we saw that and last week we began to look at the fact that hang on a minute from the age of 40 40 years God gave him the word at the age of 40 and Caleb held on to the word for 45 years somebody say amen believed the word kept the word in his heart for 45 years in other words he believed the dreams and I've said to you in the scripture that you know I thought it was only Abraham that had to wait on the Lord but I realized that it was not just Abraham Abraham waited for only 25 years Caleb waited for 45 solid years to experience the promise of God so if God has given you a dream a vision an inspiration if God has shown you something that you are yet to experience keep your dreams alive because it will come to pass somebody say amen, amen. it will surely come to keep living don't don't lose it don't say well because I've waited for one or two years three years maybe it's not gonna go. no 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 let your dreams as long as you're working with God let your dreams be alive keep walking on it keep asking for mountains believe God let the hand of the Lord come upon you it's not by power it's not by mind by my spirit say the Lord so 45 years so there's a period of time anything whatever it is that you're going to do when God gives you a word when God gives you a dream or inspiration something in your heart I want you to know that there is in the kingdom of God that time factor because waiting is part of the protocol in kingdom culture I'll say that again I said waiting is what it's part of wait part of protocol in kingdom culture when you go to the all of patriots in 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 Hebrews 11 you will see how the patriots have to wait Abraham waited Isaac waited Jacob every one of them they have a waiting time so waiting is not wasting okay it's not wasting the Bible says that those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength a time of waiting you need to turn a time of waiting to a time of renewal you are stronger you are better those the wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength and when the time come they will mount up wings as what eagles and what would eagles do they soar they rise they fly you will fly in Jesus name I said you will fly in Jesus name I said you're gonna fly in Jesus name when the time comes whereby like we saw in the life of Caleb all of a sudden he began he asked for mountain and he was blessed somebody say blessed and he went and took the mountain from those that were there and they said till today I want you to know that this mountain that he took his name was on it is a personal not a general one is 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 his tribe were blessed generally but he had a personal somebody say personal 
blessing. But to have that, he waited for a period of 45 years. I'm not saying that, you know, that's going to be your case. I don't know how long you have been waiting for whatever you have been waiting for. But I just want you to know that when you are waiting, you are not wasting. Can I say that again? When you are waiting, don't ever think you are wasting. But I want you to know that God is trying to renew your strength. So that after that period, after you have gone through the waiting period, you come out stronger and you become better in Jesus' mighty name. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. And of course, we read Ecclesiastes 3. The Bible says there is time for everything. Isn't it? In the scripture, in the scripture Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we can put it there so that we, we can see there is a time. And, and, and he spoke about time and purpose as well. Amen. We understand for every purpose under heaven, there is a time for it. Every purpose. Every. So, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. I don't know. Can we? Okay. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose. Listen to that. Everything has a season. Verse 1. Let's go back to verse 1. Everything. There is a season. Everything. Somebody say everything. So what it means is that everything that's going to happen in your life is seasonal. You need to understand everything. 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 So more often than not, you're wondering, how am I going through what I'm going through? It's because according to the calendar of heaven, there is a season for it. But not only that, it's a time for purpose. Anything that has to do with purpose and destiny is timely. So what it means is that it will not happen before time. It will not happen after time. It will be timely. But the thing is, who is in charge of time? God. So when you study the scripture, you begin to see. I mean, God said to Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to give you a child. I'm going to, I mean, the words were sweet. You're going to have a child through, you know, I'm going to bless you. You're going to be a blessing to nations. And I guess when Abraham had such words, he was so excited. Abraham didn't know that that word is going to take 25 years to come to pass. And when the time came, the Bible says that God visited Sarah at the set time. Listen, church, please, stay with me. God did what? Visited Sarah at what? At the set time. Okay. This is where it gets very interesting. In the house of Abraham, Abraham had servants, made servants and everything. Praise God. Many of them and every month they were giving back. <laughs> because there are many of them. Nine months they give back. Nine months they give back. Everybody's giving back. Left, right, and center. He had 300, 300 uh, trained men in his house. I want you to imagine. Probably many of them will have two, three wives. And Abraham was the one that is doing the new ceremony for everybody. Church, are you with me? And Abraham can see that this one had a child last year. Another pregnant again now. And that one is pregnant. This one is pregnant. Everybody's just getting pregnant in his household. All he was doing is naming ceremony of other people and nothing for Sarah. And he did that for 25 years. And when God came, he said, This is the set time. Ah. Is anybody help me? Amen. Amen. 25 years. So, in the fullness of time, the Bible said, And God visited Sarah at the set time. God didn't tell Sarah, You're going to wait for 25 years for this thing that I'm telling you. In like man, I didn't say to Caleb that it's going to be 45 years before you have anything that your feet will touch. But we understand that 
everything that's going to happen, there's a season and there's a time for purpose. So if it hasn't happened yet, don't give up. If it hasn't happened yet, don't lose hope. Are we together in the house? Because there is a, a time for every purpose and there is a season for everything. So we saw that. And then we looked at Abraham as well last week in, in, in Romans uh, chapter 4. The Bible says, Abraham hope against hope. In, 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 in Romans 4, from verse 13 all the way down to 25. Now, a couple of things I'm going to say and I'm going to say then. I want you to know this. Now, the, the challenge is this. Please, listen to this, church. For every word of God, for every dream, purpose, word of God, every word, everything that God wants to do for you and I on planet Earth, the devil is going to resist. That's always one of the reasons why we have this time factor. <clears throat> Are we together? For everything that God wants to do. So that's why you need to be very careful because the enemy will want to challenge the word of God and God will want to use that challenge as a test for you so the question is whether you will pass the test or you will fail when God was going to take them through the wilderness the Bible says God wanted to test them what he has said to them or not so when you're walking through the wilderness is a test when you are facing challenges is a test but you probably don't know when Abraham was waiting it was a test the scripture de described it as a delay somebody say amen and for me to let you understand this just write down the scripture and if they can put it on the on the screen quickly that will be fine Matthew 13 the Bible says that persecution came because of the word the word of God the dreams of God the visions of God always attract what persecution so sometimes when you are having trouble when you are having challenges when something is going on in your finance in, in your in your body in your health in your marriage in your home in the family sometimes when you are going through it's not that something is wrong really it is just that your home your finance your health is going through a test Matthew 13 verse 20 to 21 that's what I want please note this the challenge the crisis everything that we're going through sometimes it's not that you are bad I'm good you are good I'm bad it's not that you know maybe I don't know how to arrange myself or whatever it is it's actually a test because somehow whatever word that God has spoken unto you will be tested so here we are but he that received the seed into stunning places the same is he that he read the word he heard the word and anon with joy receive it you receive it you're excited yet because he has not root in himself you remember Caleb said I wholly solidly the word was rooted in Caleb nobody's going to approve that word but if the word is not rooted but he 
endureth only for a little period of time. Oh, Jesus, help me this morning. So you had the word. God gave the dream. The inspiration inspired you. But unfortunately, you didn't allow the thing to be consolidated enough. The endures for, was there for a season. And, uh, but in tribulation or persecution arise because of the word. Somebody say amen. amen. It is in the midst of this tribulation and persecution that some will lose their finance. Some will lose their home. Some will lose their marriage. Some will lose their children. Some will lose their... Because they don't know that the execution and the things and the pain that is coming is because of what God has spoken. Trouble. That's what it means, tribulation. Persecution. Unless everything just went contrary to what God has said. If God says, I'm taking you to a land that is filled with Mecca and honey, he said this, I mean, God painted the picture. They were so excited. And now you got into wilderness where there is no water to drink. Because of the moment those guys got to where there is no cucumber, there is no galley, all the nice, beautiful barbecue that they used to have in Egypt. I mean, these guys were given to food, man. You know, they were, they were uh, uh, shepherds, whatever, by, by, by occupation. They had, I mean, have you seen the Arabs eating before? They eat meat, man. They, I mean, all these things that you say red meat, it's not, their, it's not in their dictionary, it's not in their menu. Right? Lamb and these and cheese and all, they just keep on eating. And, and, and you can imagine, because, you know, it's, it's within their, it's, it's their occupation. They are uh, uh, shepherds. So they are frogs. Huge. They are eating boots. They are eating uh, goats to They are eating, you know, sheep. They just have everything. All of a sudden, you take them out of the comfort and then you bring them to wilderness where there is no, and they began to cry. Who <laughs> give us food? And they were, they said, they, they literally were crying. They saw, it's like their life collapsed right in front of them. They didn't know what to say in the wilderness, wondering about. And the Bible says, like that. So what happened? They dropped the word of God. They said, you know what, Moses, we are better go back to Egypt. We don't want to die in this wilderness. So they, the word was taken out of their heart. The word was not ready. And Moses was confused as well. Moses had to turn to God and say, God, I didn't give back to all these rascals, all these. I don't know what you're going to do with them. Just take them. Take them away. God has to pacify. Moses said, relax, relax, don't worry. He said, I will give them meat. If you are going to, he said, even Moses said, where are you going to give them meat? Look at them, all of them, these guys. About one million people, God said, Is there anything to impart, you know, too hard for me to do? And then God said, I'll give them birds. And birds came. Oh, ah, and they rushed, they began to eat, you know. And, and then they had bread and so on and so forth. And before they know it, you know, they dropped the word of God and they pick, you know, their homeworks. The question is this. When you are going through whatever phase you are going through, the tribulations and the persecution, 
know that the word of God attracts those things. So, and have a lot of scriptures through which I can, you know, just take you through. After they had the word, what was it that they experienced? The Red Sea, the bitter waters, bread from heaven, a water from the rock. And the reason why those things have to happen is because those words that they heard, everything was contrary. So God has to sustain them through miracles. And that's why we're still here as well. And then battles and war with different nations. But let me round up here this morning. What do you do while you are waiting for the manifestation of the promise of God? You can take your pen and write this down. What do you do? How do you wait effectively? Number one, make sure you write the vision. Let it be plain. Habakkuk said that. Habakkuk chapter 2. He said, write the vision, let it be plain. So that anyone that reads can run with it. He said, even though he tarries, wait for it. It will surely come to pass. Let the vision be written. Somebody say amen. amen. Number two, what do you do while you wait? What do you do while you wait? According to that scripture in Habakkuk, the scripture says that even if it's delayed, wait for it. It will still come. Can I hear Amen. So number one is just write it, let it be plain. Number two, uh, even if it's delayed, don't be discouraged. Wait for it. It will surely come. Number three, what do you do while waiting? Be ready to hope against hope. In the book of Romans chapter 4, we saw that. The, the, the book of Romans chapter 4, we read that. Aliron, the scripture says that Abraham hoped against hope. So one hope says, well, this thing cannot change. But another hope says, no, it will change. One hope says it's impossible. He said, no, it's possible. Abraham hoped against hope. Romans 4, I'm, I'm, running, I'm rushing this because of time. So you can write down all the things that I'm saying there in Romans chapter 4 from verse 13 all the way to 25. And also Abacal chapter 2 verses 1 all the, one, all the way to 3. Everything I'm saying here. Number 4, while you're waiting, what do you do? Don't be weak in faith. Abraham was not weak in faith. How was he not weak in faith? Because the Bible says he did not consider his own dead body. He knew his body was dead. Can I get a witness in the house? He knew his body was what? Dead. But he did not consider his own body, dead body, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. But what was he doing? I mean, ideally he's supposed to be getting what they are. Oh, they said I'm out of time. I can't do this again. My body is dead. I can't produce again. Oh, I have this. I have that. No, he did not consider all those things. So what you consider is very important if you are to experience the future. Can I hear amen? What are you considering? What are you thinking about every day? What is keeping you awake in the night seasons? The Bible says he considered his own body, not the deadness of Sarah's womb. But what was it that he was doing when he was not considering the deadness of his body uh, or, or the deadness of, of Sarah's womb? The Bible says he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. It did, to waver means you are like this today somebody say amen and then you are like that tomorrow you are double minded you are not stable in your way you, you think maybe God will do it today then tomorrow you say I'm not sure he can do it and you are like that you are like that yeah? if you are if you are, uh, uh, if you are wavering the Bible says that you are unstable you are double minded you won't get anything from God somebody say amen it's not me it's the scripture that says that so you cannot be here today and be here tomorrow. You won't get anything done. You're going to be all over the place. Hallelujah. 
did not waver uh, at the promise of God through unbelief but you know it was Caleb said I wholly totally completely I wasn't doubting at all I just made up my mind that I'm gonna follow God through so if you want to achieve anything build a business build a house build a marriage whatever it is you cannot be wavering all over the place number six the Bible says it was strengthened in faith how, how, how can you be strengthened in faith you give glory to God even in the midst of chaos in the midst of trouble you just say God I just want to thank you I thank you for this I thank you for my family I thank you for my children I thank you for what you're doing that was how to strengthen yourself in faith he continued to strengthen himself in faith giving glory to God you develop a heart of thanksgiving because of the word that God has spoken unto you and number seven which is the final thing the Bible says that he was fully convinced about the word that he received you have to be fully convinced you have to be fully 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 convinced you are persuaded that whatever God has said is going to do he will do it in Jesus name because God cannot lie has anyone been blessed this morning bow down your heads in prayer